Hey guys, we have an incredible podcast coming your way. We're going to teach you exactly how to look great, feel strong at your ideal body weight. How? By teaching you about the latest innovations and the discoveries about hormones, the herbs, the natural approaches that will help you to optimize your stem cells, your mitochondria. Please stay tuned. This is a show you must listen to. Roy Wolford was publishing studies about fasting, but we were against fasting to the degree they were doing it because as you get older, as uh, Walter Longo has stated, you must be very careful, particularly past the age of 65. You really shouldn't be fasting unless you have medical supervision to do it, and it is appropriate to eat in certain windows that he will describe um, if we get to that part. Uh, Adriana uh, asks, uh, how can I cook my food without oil? Um, I'm in transition to the soap-free diet. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I think you were the one that gave me that idea to start using the word soap. Uh, because they, they all, a lot of these guys talk about SOS, no, sh- no sugar, no oil, no salt. But I think it's far more important to emphasize no animal protein. So no sugar, no oil, no animal protein. A uh, little smidgen of salt here and there is is fine, particularly if you, you know, are exercising and you're getting a lot of uh, whole plant-based foods. Um, yeah, and, and uh, Jeffrey's saying, I'm sorry, consuming mercury is a huge no for me. And I agree. I, I'm not telling you you need to eat fish. Um, in fact, um, <laughs> I, I would say that the consumption of fish uh, would be something like less than once a month. I take a B12 supplement every day, unlike Rich Roll, who says, oh, I take it once a week, kind of haphazardly. But I have the added advantage. I can look at a blood drops under the microscope. I can evaluate my B12 level literally weekly. And it's fairly easy to have um, a deficiency of vitamin B12. It shows up as ovalocytes, uh, meaning oval shape. So um, I, I really uh, keep upward towards uh, 50 micrograms to 100 micrograms of vitamin B12 uh, virtually every day with a product um, that I call Heart Insulin Stability and also Stay Young. Both have vitamin B12. Uh, I'm a big advocate of making sure you get enough uh, vitamin B12 and um, that uh, plays a big role in uh, optimum health. And I I did want to address another question that came up is... um, one of the best ways to cook oil-free is to use a crock pot. I prepare a pot of, of beans without oil and vegetables mixed in with various really delectable spices. Uh, and if you're wondering, I have a great cookbook, um, which is right here. I'm going to show it to you. Simply Healthy Cookbook with 240 recipes. I love to cook, by the way. And I collected these recipes from around the world. It took me 15 years uh, with my family uh, eating at various restaurants around the world and asking about uh, favorite uh, home recipes in the Mediterranean, when I went to Spain, when I've been to Asia several times, and India. And if they did use too much oil, you know, within that recipe, say in Indian food, which they always use way too much oil, um, I figured out ways to make the same recipe uh, without oil. And you don't need oil. You, you can cook with a Breville oven, which I've learned from Chef AJ. I love using that Breville oven to cook my French fries without oil. <laughs> I can cook various vegetables and tomatoes. And it's kind of like, also, there's a dehydrator. You can dehydrate vegetables. Um, you can uh, boil. You can steam. I love to steam in a, a double uh, pot boiler uh, with the little holes, you know, in, in the pan underneath, and it steams the vegetables. And then I add in a lot of ver- variety of spices, but particularly chili spices. I like it because I love and garlic. I, I mean, the whole house smells wonderful. Um, I was mentioning earlier um, the amount of protein that's been shown we need. This is. Um, kind of an obscure but very important textbook, textbook of work physiology. And it's by Dr. Pio Astram, the famous physiologist uh, from Sweden. And he was able to document that the athletes that performed the best, without exception, were eating a high plant-based 
complex carbohydrate, over 80% of calories coming from the starch complex carbohydrates, 10% protein, 10% fat. When he varied the amount of protein, increased the protein in the diet or increased the fat in the diet, the athletes performed less well. They did needle biopsy. They really went extensively into uh, human performance and physiology. And so it, it's kind of a, a, a very scientific, heady read, but um, I, I've read all these textbooks because I want to be sure that, you know, for you and for me as we age, that we always, which is, by the way, extremely easy to get enough protein um, from plant-based foods if you're going to include a little bit of animal product. If you are, then according to Dr. Kim Williams, the famous uh, former uh president of the American Cardiology Association, Dr. Kim Williams, who advocates a plant-based, vegan, oil-free, uh, sugar-free diet uh, at Rush in Chicago. Uh, he will grudgingly say, if you're going to add any animal product, it might be a little bit of fish. Um, and again, if you're going to use the fish, uh, the bigger fish tend to be more likely, like tuna and those kind of real big fish, have eaten a lot of littler fish and they may have the highest concentration of risky pesticides, mercury, and other uh, PCB plastics and that kind of thing. Uh, so the smaller fish, the lean fish are, are the better way to go. Um, and let's see, this is another good question. Uh, Je Jeffrey says, I made potatoes, mushrooms, hominy, uh, red pozzoli. Oh, great. No oil added. Yum. Uh, radishes, cabbage, lime, onion, cilantro. Oh man, yeah, that that's a great, great. I, I go to the organic uh, farmers market and I pick up a lot of uh, the items that you're talking about, and I make a conscious effort to make sure I get more mushrooms in my diet. You know, I I really go along uh, closely with Dr. Joel Furman's idea as well. Uh, G bombs uh, to avoid cancer, and that means more greens, uh, more uh, berries. Uh, onions and leeks, uh, garlic. Uh, also, the next M stands for mushrooms. And the last uh, B stands for beans. And the last S stands for seeds, nuts and seeds and things. So um, I, I actively do that. Um, I agree with Dr. Michael Greger, the Daily Dozen. I came up with the top 15. And if you watch my video on that, uh, or I'll pull that up later if you like. Uh, so how many grams of protein do you recommend? Uh, Jeffries uh, asks. And I'm going to tell you, and you, I hope you're sitting for this right now. I know everyone says one gram of protein for every pound of weight or kilogram. Uh, there's various uh, ridiculous, excessive high protein formulas that make no sense when it comes to positive nitrogen balance. In fact, Dr. Lee did a study with uh, young men age 22, and I... Uh, <clears throat> I referenced that in that study by Dr. Lee in this book, Grow Young and Slim, which I have now as an ebook for our coaching clients. But uh, I referenced it, and that was simply that the amount of protein that the individuals ate, uh, just consuming rice only, and it was white rice, it, it had uh, only about 20 grams of protein in it. And the young 22-year-old men were in positive nitrogen balance. Now, here's the funny thing. This is the rather shocker that even the authors of the study uh, working with Dr. Lee stated. And they said when they added chicken with the rice, which is obviously considered a quality animal protein base, they required significantly more grams of protein to be in positive nitrogen balance. They went on to say there's something about animal protein that's inefficiently absorbed in humans. Okay, I want this to sink in very clearly. Your best source of protein is upping your calories from yams, which has a lot of caloric density, but it's only 6% protein. But the starch has the caloric density to be utilized as calories as you need them. So it has a protein-sparing effect. In other words, the, the calories from burning 80% um, of complex carbohydrates, the higher amount of, of complex carbohydrates in your diet, diet, the more the protein is spared. Even uh, uh, Lee Haney, who wrote the book uh, Fit at Any Age, uh, which I have a, a stellar picture of him. I'm, I'm looking at his picture up uh, uh, to the right of me here. I'll, maybe I can grab it here as I'm playing the next video. But I think you'll, you'll get the sense that, wow, Lee Haney 
follows 500 grams of starch complex carbohydrates a day and is in positive nitrogen balance and he's not doing insanely high animal protein type diets uh what does that all mean so it means that we can reach our caloric protein needs sufficiently by doing um as we're describing but the key is to to reverse the number one killer let's listen to dr jeffrey life here we go dr jeff life you found then that since december that you made this change in your in your diet did you notice a difference in your performance your abilities in the gym your mental cognition any other things that you personally noticed it definitely has improved uh, my energy levels mm -hmm. I dropped body fat. I mean, I started out with 12% body yeah, fat. Yeah, you've always looked phenomenal. So I dropped that uh, about 3 or 4% and without changing anything else, just the diet. Yet you maintain your muscle mass, correct? Yes, so far I have. Yeah. And uh, I, I was concerned about that because it's fairly low protein. And uh, so I deli deliberately make sure I eat enough protein with egg whites and non-fat dairy. Yeah and then beans and legumes and all that. I went through a similar odyssey um, when I first met Nathan Pritikin because at that time I had cardiovascular disease, specifically a, a TIA, a small stroke, and I was all of only uh, 22. Uh, and uh, so when I read his book, Live Longer Now, and I started making the changes, for one year I adhered to and kept egg whites in my diet and added some proteins. And I was concerned and I was very mindful of the fact that I might lose muscle density because I loved lifting weights and staying mm -hmm. fit. And not only did I not lose muscle density, but by the second year, I found out that I couldn't quite get my cholesterol down because I was still adhering to a little bit of a chicken in my diet. Got rid of the chicken, got rid of the egg whites, and I'm watching my body mass and percent body fat and thinking I'm gonna lose muscle density. And it was quite the opposite. My muscle density continued to improve. Right. And it was dependent on exercise intensity. Mm -hmm. It was dependent on my hormone levels and getting quality sleep. So those things play a role, don't they? Absolutely. Yeah. Key factors. The right kind of strength training. Yes. And maintaining optimal hormone levels. You know, you can't build, maintain muscle mass or build muscle mass if you have really low testosterone levels or low growth hormone levels. Yeah, and it's it's not something that someone has gone out of their way that uh, it, it's focused on one individual. I mean, by decades of age, somewhere past the age of 25, 30, testosterone levels start to drop by right. 40 and 50, and it's inevitable, right? It's inevitable. And yet there's concern about cardiovascular disease and testosterone therapy. I'm sure you've reviewed the literature and you know, the, the so-called controversy. What's your opinion? Well, that was a poorly done study. Correct. It's been really widely criticized by experts. Mm -hmm. uh, Morgan Thaler uh, has, is one of the most outspoken people against that study. Yes, and he's a Harvard professor. Yes. He's reviewed the literature on prostate cancer and heart disease, right. yes. Um, so I think it's just nonsense and and as long as your levels are being watched and monitored mm -hmm. um, by someone that knows what they're doing, I think, I know it's very safe. In fact, it actually reduces men's risk for heart disease and prostate cancer. Right. Wow. Okay, so I hope you got that very clear, guys. Uh, making sure that you're getting uh, the right uh, level of testosterone and uh, the, the, the whole idea of uh, plant-based whole food eating, uh, it, it, it's really, how shall I say, it's time has come where we start teaching the truth about animal-based uh, eating and, and the quality of protein that comes from animal foods. I would go so far as to say that the plant-based foods are superior in protein quality to the animal foods. Uh, let's go back to Walter Longo and see what he's uh, saying about meat. Um, Harvard School of Public Health uh, published a series of papers, uh, all of them com uh, in, in agreement with this idea, particularly for red meat, 
but just also uh, for prote high protein. So after our paper, we published one with uh, Giovannucci at Harvard and uh, also confirming that the plant-based diet uh, uh, was protective mm -hmm. uh, compared to uh, a variety of, of uh, diets that included high protein from, uh, uh, from animal sources. And what is the, the active component in meat or red meat that's causing these problems? Is it the high density of protein? Is it the, the hormonal uh, breakdown in it? Like, what can that be drilled yeah, down to? Yeah, nobody knows uh, for sure. I mean, there's a lot of uh, speculations of some of it having to do with the heme content, and I've heard different stories and, and uh, different hypotheses. It could be, are they fed uh, steroid hormones? Are they fed antibiotics? Uh, who knows, right, what, what uh, uh, is in that meat? Um, and so uh, probably the combination of pro high proteins, uh, but also other uh, molecules that make it into the meat uh, mm -hmm. out there are probably contributing to, to make it very clear that particularly the red meat seems to be detrimental. Right. But in our paper, uh, we showed that all the animal um, uh, high protein diet from, from all animal sources uh, were detrimental. Right. Um, and uh, a high plant-based diet was no longer detrimental. High protein from plant-based sources was no longer detrimental for overall mortality, so there's no effect. Uh, but it still was uh, uh, was um, detrimental for cancer. So mm -hmm. it still showed up. You know, somebody had lots of proteins from uh, uh, from vegetable sources uh, that still was associated with an increased. Uh, and a risk for, for um, cancer, but that was it was in most cases a combination uh, of animal and and plant based. Protein. Right, I got you. What about uh, what about saturated fat? Yeah, so I think uh, one of the the point that I make in the in the book is that this demonization of of uh, ingredients uh, or macromolecules has been uh, uh, very macronutrients has been very uh, bad. So. Um, we should start making distinctions between types of micronutrients. So fats are actually very good for you. A number of studies now looking at the nuts and looking at the olive oil and looking at salmon, etc. Yeah, so uh, he, he's getting into uh, the recommendation that nuts, um, seeds, you know, they're all good for you. He's throwing in salmon, and again, it, it is a source of fat, but uh, I, I don't think we have to eat much in the way of that. We get our omegas from marine algae. It doesn't necessarily have to come from, from, from fish. And, uh, you know, the, the question is, when you do lab work, what do you look for in the way of protein? And uh, the gentleman, Jeffrey's saying, well, his primary care physician is a big keto advocate. And uh, we're going to hear Walter Longo's position on keto, how harmful and how toxic it is and uh, unhealthy, the risk factors related to cancer and coronary heart disease. But I, I will say that, you know, on keto, the advantage is you're getting off sugar, which is very important. But I'm saying get off the sugar, get off the oils and the animal protein and go completely plant-based as much as possible and you'll see all new levels. And you'll never see a protein deficiency. Never. I've never seen it in 44 years. I can show you hundreds of lab panels that I've run on myself and uh, on others. And my goal is to keep my protein intake uh, w w when it was asked uh, earlier, how much protein intake um, do I recommend? Uh, my goal is to keep my protein intake under 40 grams of protein a day. It's almost, it's very difficult to keep protein intake that low. Even on a plant-based diet, I end up getting 60 to 80 grams of protein, almost double. And you really only need 20 grams of protein a day, which is one cup of cooked beans. Literally, one cup of cooked beans pinto beans uh, but if i were to show you uh, i think it'll blow your mind uh, i have blood work going back on myself all the way back to 1978 monitoring my levels for hormones liver kidney function uh, lipids uh, just you name it i've been i have more thorough extensive lab work on me with the doctors I work with and, and, and my clients too. That's why we do a coaching program and we, we evaluate. But 
I, I don't know if you can see this, but I'm, I'm going to show you something uh, on, on protein, uh, total protein for the blood. Uh, my level is 6.8, and the range is 5.7 to 8.2. So the point is that we never, we never have to worry, uh, 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 <clears throat> excuse me, about the protein in the diet because we get all the protein we need from from plant-based foods here i'm trying to show you can can you sorry about that uh, i'm just showing you my lab printout that shows my protein levels and uh literally like i said i've never seen anyone unless you're like on a star a starvation fasting diet yeah you you could definitely develop a uh, protein deficiencies, you know, in these third world countries where they're not getting enough calories, that that could potentially happen. Uh, let's 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 jump ahead here. On um, could you build muscle on a minimum protein? Walter Longo doesn't understand uh, intense weight training. I think he's more into not basketball. I, I want to say, oh, let's see. I'd have to check what sport he likes. I know Rich Roll is a uh, ultra distance runner but i think he'll he'll pull up some weights once in a while i've done an interview with him but uh here we go let's let's jump ahead on, on this um factor about protein and he thinks um wrongly that um when we reduce our protein intake we lose uh muscle mass no we lose muscle mass if we don't take in enough calories and generally foods high in protein tend to have more caloric density. So you do have to pay attention. You can't just get just soups and salads and vegetables and fruit and think you're getting enough calories. You must add uh, sweet potatoes, uh, beans, uh, nuts and seeds, coconut, you know, these things if you're looking frail. And you must augment your hormone levels just like Jeffrey Life talks about. Who, do you, who would you rather have, a doctor who's like me, 66 years old and muscular and strong, or like Jeffrey Life, who's age 82, still trains with his son in the weight room, uh, encourages and utilizes biodynamic hormones, learned he had heart disease, went on a plant-based whole foods diet. I went on a plant-based whole foods diet 44 years ago because I found I had a, a TIA, a stroke. Uh, so, But let's go back to Walter. I think this is cool. Pro-Dana. All right. But just to be like totally clear and like drill down on this nutrition piece, essentially what you're advocating is a plant-based whole food diet with some fish in terms of like the best protocol for long-term lifestyle management and longevity. Is that fair? Yes. Avoiding yeah. though, paying attention to autoimmunity intolerances. And mm -hmm. so, you making, know, yeah, uh, making sure you're not allergic to certain things. Yeah. And uh, yeah, essentially, and then you know, once you get to sixty-five, then I I think that things change, and they'll say goat yogurt, uh, maybe some goat cheese, and and some of these ingredients that um, maybe high nourishment eggs, for example, uh, may be a good idea to start uh, introducing them back, mm -hmm. uh, just because um, you know of what we've seen this we've seen this frailty in later life that. Uh, you know, if, if your diet is too restrictive, um, you're probably going to suffer from from this uh, uh, malnourishment. Yeah. So, you know, again, I don't agree with them. You do not need to add eggs uh, or fish to get the caloric density. You just have to understand um, what's called sequencing and recognize that uh, cups of, of beans and sweet potatoes and uh, brown rice uh, certainly you need to reduce the serving size of your vegetables and fruit because they are so low in calories as you age if you're frail. But I, I showed this picture and I didn't mention who it is. Look at, look at Lee Haney. Look at the muscle density. He's on 500 grams of complex carbohydrates a day year round, even leading up to his uh, stepping on stage. He won the Mr. Olympiad, I believe it was eight times. Uh, fabulous, fabulous uh, athlete. I've interviewed him at the Arnold Classic. Uh, he, he includes uh, and does not limit his potatoes, his fruit, his vegetables, his beans. Uh, he does eat animal protein, but that's just because, you know, everyone's been led to believe they have to include, quote, animal protein to get their um, 
their grams of protein to build muscle, when in reality we know, uh, every bodybuilder understands, you have to bring your hormone levels, uh, they bring it up to super physiologic levels. I don't bring my hormone levels that high. I bring them up to youthful levels like that of my 28-year-old son. But I also... Um, include intense weight training. I do a lot of flow training to keep my volume of training up uh, so my muscles uh, get uh, active uh, engagement. And funny, but um, I'm going to show you right now, I'm actually working out while I'm talking to you because I know these sessions last about an hour or so. I'm going to just turn um, a, a side view. Uh, I have electrodes here from uh, a Tesla Mac. So much like Bruce Lee, who used the Russian stimulator, this is far more advanced beyond what Bruce Lee was using. You, you'll somewhere if you look it up, I'll, I'll find that video for you. I, I should. I, I talk about Bruce Lee a lot, but there's this video of him uh, uh, using uh, a uh, a stimulator, and this is way more advanced than what he was using. It, it sends through 400 volts of energy, and I turn it up every three minutes. And it, it causes, whoa, full contractions of my muscles. Can you, I don't know if you can see that a little better here. Let me just tilt this down. But uh, yeah, so, so maybe you can see uh, here. Yeah, there we go. Oh yeah, can you see the muscles contracting? So for about an hour or two, depending on the length of the show, uh, I have these electrodes hooked up um, uh, on the Tesla Max here. Uh, there's four electrodes, and they split into two two different divisions of electrode pads. And from that, I'm able to get uh, full muscular contractions uh, as if I did 500 push-ups during the time of this show. So that adds muscle density. See, the muscles, they atrophy within 72 hours when we don't use them. I want to work out on each of my muscle uh, muscle groups every day. That way, I don't atrophy. That's why I maintain a higher muscle density than most any guy age 66, much like Jeffrey Life. He hits the gym, trains with uh, uh, barbells and dumbbells, and I don't know if you can see this, but uh, this, this is my percent body fat uh, measurements, and uh, look, I, I'm not even, you know, I'm not training against these these athletes here but i want you to see oh here i might have to turn this off because i'm having trouble <laughs> with the muscle contractions and and showing you this this uh, paper here but um if you can see i i have a very high percentage of muscle in my arms my chest my upper body uh, I'm working more on my legs using uh, the, this this uh, Russian, well, beyond the Russian stimulator. It's called a Tesla Max. But uh, also, my percent water hydration is high. My percent body fat level is uh, always a constant issue. I'm always working at it. And uh, I have to say, I'm, I'm quite a social guy, so I go out at restaurants quite a bit. So uh, a lot of times I'm learning it's just best to eat like Dr. Michael Clapper who used to work with me, a plant-based doctor. Um, I, I, I kind of fill up on some foods before I get to the restaurant, so I'm not uh, maybe eating uh, as much uh, some of the foods because they tend to have a little more sugar or salt or, you know, they, they tend to cause you to want to eat a little bit more of those. Yeah, so, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't waste my time because... Uh, you know, time is precious, and even if I'm doing a talk show and it took me a couple hours to prepare, prepare you know, what videos I wanted to, to show you, um, but uh, it's really, really important to walk your talk, which, which I do, and uh, it helps me so when I'm ready to uh, compete in strength endurance competitions, I'm, I'm ready to blow people out of the water, uh, not just guys my age. That, that's a walk in the park. I'm talking about guys 20, 30 years old on steroids. I like to shake them up and uh, take them to, to the highest level. Now, I like what Volter Longo is talking about, about the immune system. So here, let's jump ahead because right now with the lockdowns uh, still full force, uh, particularly in California where I live, uh, it's insane. But here, let, let's see what Volter Longo has to say function uh, the, again it's an age dependent effect so you might not see it until you're 62 63 64 you might see it in 55 you know you may be there uh, it may be that you get cancer when you're 55 and that was due to the fact that your immune system is not working as well as it could have 
because you're protein deficient or you're B12 deficient or you're vitamin D deficient or you're folic acid deficient. So it's very important to, um, to say, let me avoid the malnourishment um, without interfering though, with, the, uh, with beneficial effects. So yeah, without needing to go into an area that, um, where the, the protein becomes detrimental. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my protein needs on that equation of you know, 0.32 comes out to about between 60 and 70 grams a day. It's just, it's not that hard. Like I eat some almond butter, I eat, oh, yeah. you know, rice and beans, I eat lentils and quinoa and things like that. Oh, as no, long as I'm just eating those foods, like I've done the math and it seems, it, it almost takes care of itself. Like if I'm just eating clean plant-based foods close to the natural state. So it's not about going out of my way to make sure I'm eating, you know, tons of garbanzo beans or anything. No, no, no. I mean, I do that five, five days a week, mm-hmm. right? So my, my diet is plant-based five days a week. There's no problem, but. I do pay attention. I know yeah. that a certain amount of, of certain vegetable contains so much protein. Yeah, of course. And, so, of course. and so once you get used to that, you don't have to check anything. So, All right. So he says he's plant-based five days a week. He admits it. Walter Longo, he said he's been criticized for talking about going low-protein, plant-based. But he's one of the most, I would say, uh, detailed researchers about longevity. He worked with Roy Wolford. Uh, UCLA, the famous fasting guy that uh, ended up uh, overdoing it and fasting too much, and Walter Longo was witness to that uh, while Roy Walford was living. I knew of Roy Walford because I was working with Nathan Pritikin when Roy Walford was publishing studies about fasting, but we were against fasting to the degree they were doing it because as you get older, as uh, uh, Walter Longo has stated, you must be very careful, particularly past the age of 65. You really shouldn't be fasting unless you have medical supervision to do it. And it is appropriate to eat in certain windows that he will describe um, if we get to that part. But um, I, I think it's interesting to hear, you know, again, what, what he's uh, saying uh, about, uh, you know, what his own diet is. <laughs> plant-based uh he mentions he eats animal product but i think that's just because he's a culture of of society he thinks he needs animal protein i'm saying he just needs to understand how to modulate his caloric density by selecting the right foods within the plant kingdom it's very straightforward i'm just saying that i I suspect when they compare let's say the vegans against the non-vegans and they show that the vegans are not doing better Mm -hmm. in those studies i suspect that's because so many people in the vegan group are malnourished. Mm-hmm. And that's why you see this. Uh, otherwise, I, I, I think the vegans should do, be doing much, much better than the non-vegans if it wasn't for malnourishment. So if you could turn the vegans into well-nourished vegan, then I think we'll see the superiority that we already see in the blue zones and in Loma Linda, et cetera. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I think he, he made the, the, the point very clear there that um, in Loma Linda and some of these blue zones where people live a much longer life, um, you know, what are they doing? And uh, he, he's saying just make sure they're not on a, um, like a, a diet that's uh, filled with artificial uh, vegan uh, foods, you know, but whole plant-based foods that are unprocessed. Um, I, you know, I, I think it's important to, to also uh, depart for a moment and say, you know, you do need your supplements, you need your B12, you need the folic acid, you need uh, sources of uh, omegas, and that comes from nuts and seeds and avocados and olives. And some of my plant-based friends, you know, they're restricting those because they're dealing with some massively obese people. But as you get past the age of 65, you need to sustain your calories uh, to live a longer, healthier life. Uh, so let, let's... Um, jump into that subject here a moment um here i I wanted to talk about inflammation but um here let's let's go back to uh dr neil bernard because he deals very clearly with estrogen dominant issues and the plant-based diet is a good way and attack your own thyroid gland it's the same as in rheumatoid arthritis you're making antibodies to something and those antibodies destroy the synovial lining of your joint um, and these autoimmune reactions, there, there are many, many of them. They can affect your skin, all kinds of stuff. So um, we started to discover that there were people whose thyroids were clearly off. I mean, they were hypothyroid. They then make a diet change, and they're leaving certain things out, and their thyroid condition goes away. 
Now, this is a completely new frontier. I, I have to tell you, about a year before I wrote this book, I, I would not have said that this is possible, uh -huh. except that I've now met so many of these people. Um, and what, here's what we believe is happening. What we believe is happening is that the dairy proteins and other proteins are regarded by the body as foreign. They are foreign. And so your immune system recognizes them as foreign, develops antibodies against them, and ends up, those antibodies end up attacking you. Wow. It's the same process in type 1 diabetes. A little kid, uh, eight-year-old kid, um, is fed cow's milk. Not, not mother's breast milk, milk from a cow. Body says, wait a minute, that's foreign, I need to attack it. Makes antibodies to attack those foreign proteins. Those same uh, antibodies then destroy his own insulin-producing cells in the pancreas. Um, there's a, we need more research on, right. on that, but there's a lot of evidence that that's in fact the case. Uh, kids who don't consume cow's milk have a lot less risk of type 1 diabetes. So in the, in the case of the thyroid, these antibodies do two things. They can turn it off, hypothyroidism. In some cases, they turn it on too much, hyperthyroidism. So um, what, we're, what I think we need to do is a lot more research studies now, yeah. where we go into endocrine offices, and instead of handing out prescriptions left and right, we take six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, and just see to what extent getting that junk out of the diet can cool down this autoimmune reaction. Yeah, it's interesting that there isn't more research on this. I mean, you open the book by saying, these are very recent findings. A lot more work has to be done. Like you're, 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 you, it's not a disclaimer, but you're saying like, look, we're, we're learning as we go here. And yeah. this is kind of a new frontier. Potential pain that I described. We have done a very careful, randomized clinical trial that shows the diet works. So I don't think anybody's going to say that that's not true. Yeah. But, but some of these areas like thyroid uh, and, and also mood, um, how food, foods affect, everybody knows that hormones can affect your, your mood and how moody, those moody days of the month and all that kind of stuff. We did a research study at GEICO, the car insurance uh -huh. company. Uh, because their their headquarters. Yeah, are, they're in D.C., right? Or they're, Virginia? They're, they're in D.C. Uh, they're, they're right there about three blocks from my mm -hmm. office. And so years ago, we decided to do a study together where anybody at GEICO who wanted to do a vegan diet to lose weight or to improve diabetes, we'd help them do it. And in the course of it, it was an 18-week study, and people, just what you expect happened. I mean, they lost weight, their diabetes got better. But along the way, we asked everybody to fill out just questionnaires on how they felt. They, they didn't know what we were looking at, but what we were looking at was mood, depression, and anxiety. And both of those seemed to remit to quite a substantial degree. They weren't brought in for that reason. They just, these were just people who wanted to, to do better. Now, part of that could be that I'm losing weight, my diabetes is in better control, I feel better. That's true. The other thing, though, is that diet affects your gut, your, your microbiome. And if I repopulate your intestinal tract with friendly bacteria, those bacteria are no longer making nasty stuff that yeah. kind of affect the brain. Yeah, well, the, the, the nexus between the microbiome and the brain is really fascinating. And that, that seems to be you know, on the vanguard of emerging science. And it's, it's pretty cool to see what's coming out from people that are looking at that. I hope that we look into it much, much more. Yeah. There have been some very good researchers who have put this to the test, independent from what we have done bringing in people and tracking their mood and changing their diets in a variety of ways. And I have to say, I, I, here again, I think we need more research, but what we have seen is quite consistent evidence that people on plant-based diets do feel better, specifically with regard to reductions in anxiety and reductions in depression. We also found reduced absenteeism. But the ketogenic diet seems to have the reverse effect, where people seem to feel worse. Um, now, they're glad if they're losing weight or something like that, but it's not a diet to get the brain back into, mm. into. Okay, so you heard what he said. The keto diet makes your mood worse, causes worse depression, uh, whereas a plant-based, particularly oil-free, sugar-free diet helps your mood, reduces anxiety, uh, you're happier, you feel good. I do. I feel good every day for 44 years, ever since I learned to go completely uh, whole food eating and, you know, since each person kind of travels through life and, and makes decisions, uh, plant-based whole food eating is absolutely critical. And, you know, I, I, I kind of think where Volter Longo is missing it is that, you know, he, he's all hung up on, you know, the only way to get your calories is from, from, from more animal protein. But here, here's what he has to say about 
inflammation in C-reactive protein. Uh, this is important because the plant-based diet controls for that as well. So many of these lifestyle illnesses that we're seeing, I'm interested in your perspective on that and what the relationship is between inflammation and aging. Yes, that's a little tricky. Um, I think it's clearly there. There is no doubt that in the brain and, and uh, lots, lots of uh, people in, in the Western countries are, uh, have high uh, inflammation, inflammatory markers. Um, to me, it's more of a consequence of dysfunction than the cause of dysfunction. Uh, so I think that the body, the liver is not working well, and so you start making C-reactive protein as a, as a way to, to respond to, to, to uh dysfunctional state um, and this is why we developed the, the, the fasting mimicking diet um, and the idea was to um, um, you know we can change everybody's habits but can we for example go after the inflammation mm -hmm. not just during the diet but in the couple of months two or three months after the diet so is it possible to hit some, somebody with a, a five-day diet uh, they will have long-term consequences on the inflammatory state, but not just the inflammatory state. But certainly, that is one way to, I, I think, assess uh, functionality of the entire system. Right. <laughs> Asked me to uh, to direct a marching band, and I said, there is no way I'm going to do that. Yeah, so, uh, Adriana, uh, it's true. Um, Volter Longo is the one who created the idea of the fasting uh, mimicking diet. And what he's saying is you get all the benefits without fasting, you know, like ridiculously long number of days. He, he says, you, you know, you basically are eating uh, plant-based eating. And then for five days, you go to about 800 calories, but still plant-based. And I think it's important to, to understand that he's striving to get the best of both worlds. And we're, we're able to do that. Uh, so, Yes, fasting mimicking is 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 what uh, can work. I just advocate, you know, on certain days you can just go with just salads and vegetables, green and yellow vegetables and soups, and and some fruit, and you're going to do and and gain all the results uh, and more. Um, I, I I think one of the exciting things is uh, this this discussion of potential uh, getting the benefits from fasting i feel you can get from just going plant-based uh year round and um but he also has uh delved into the work about starving cancer uh you know with with this kind of um you know kind of fasting approach so here let's let's hear what he has to say about uh cancer the yeast is a eukaryote so they're being separated by hundreds of millions of years so i started thinking is it possible that you could do this for every organism and it's going to make it stronger and protect it for a long period. And that's where a lot of this comes from. And so jumping ahead 20 years then uh, is the mouse studies that we first did, which were, you know, what if you take a mouse and you give it this fasting-making diet? Why is it a fasting-making diet? Is, is uh, um, you know, what I was talking earlier about the nutrients determine what genes are activated or not. Right? So if you have a certain composition, low protein, low levels of certain amino acids, um, and then uh, have low sugar, high carbohydrate, but low sugar, um, and high fat, but good fats, right? All that, you put it together, then the response to the system is just like if you're giving it water-only fasting. Mm -hmm. You just mm -hmm. would give it water. And you heal for, for four days, and then you put them back on a bad diet, right? a relatively bad diet. This is a vegan, so four vegan days for the mice, and then, you know, 10 days of an animal-based diet. Right? And then you keep doing this uh, twice a month. Now we show that the mice live longer, about 11% longer, but the remarkable part is the cancers were reduced by almost 50%. Wow. And That's incredible. The cancers are reduced by over 50%. So hear what he's saying. He's talking about going plant-based, sugar-free. Uh, now he's an advocate of keeping the fats in the diet. Uh, I, I'm okay with that so long as the fats are, again, the whole state, not in the oils. Uh, he seems to have not reviewed the literature properly about uh, the use of excess olive oil, probably because he's Italian and he comes from that part of the world. But uh, even in studies done in the Mediterranean where uh, they took oil out of the diet and wine, uh, because some people think, oh, yeah, the French paradox, you know, drinking wine is good. It's not. And we find those people are much healthier 
uh, again, without adding the processed foods. You just have to be smarter in how you go about your meal preps. Uh, but this is exciting news about how we can use a plant-based diet. Uh, we can uh, do fasting mimicking, drop the plant-based uh, down to about 800 calories for about only four or five days during the month, particularly in people who are, are heavier, not frail people. And we're able to see uh, reduction in cancer, not just in animal studies. Here, here we go. And, uh, and the inflammatory diseases were reduced by 50%. Um, and these mice, just uh, their cognitive abilities was uh, was mu much improved, right? So they just look younger, healthier. Um, so they live longer, younger, and healthier. Um, then we did the uh, human clinical trial with this prolonged uh, fasting mimicking diet, and we did three cycles once a month, five days again vegan, five vegan days uh, of this low protein, low sugar, uh, high good fat diet. And, uh, um, and then we give them 25 days of no recommendation. Go back and do whatever it is that you always done. No exercise recommendation, no food, uh, no uh, nutrition recommendation. And then we, we measure uh, the effects after uh, a, a week and three months after the last cycle. Mm -hmm. And, the, you know, I think the, the uh, results were remarkable. Um, so lower cholesterol, lower blood pressure, lower triglyceride, lower fasting glucose, lower inflammation, systemic inflammation as measured by CRP, um, and uh, lower IGF-1, which we believe is the, uh, one of the key markers, risk factors for both aging and cancer. Um, but the interesting thing, this happened much more power, it was much more powerful in people that had the problem to begin with. So if somebody started from an ideal situation, there were a lot less changes mm -hmm. than somebody that started with high levels of this. Yeah, of, of course. Of course. Okay, so he made it quite clear then that um, it's the plant-based and then just reduce your calories and you can reduce your calories simply by going to uh, an oil-free diet and you can get your calories down to where, where they need to go. Uh, much easier that way, Walter. Here, let's, let's hear what he has to say about the awful keto diet here we go most people that pathway in the brain has probably never been activated right so somebody could be 55 years of age and never once has activated this use of ketone bodies in the brain mm -hmm. so then what's wrong with with exploring the ketogenic diet all the time the pillars uh so you know if you look around the world a population that are long-lived uh, using a ketogenic diet all the time, which in most cases to be doable have to be a high protein diet. You know, I mean, you could come up with it, but it'd be almost impossible to do like a high fat uh, only, uh, you know, low carb. Right. Uh, it'd be almost impossible. So this will end up being a high protein, high fat uh, diet, and uh, there is really no data out there. Um, and so then it, you're taking a big risk, right? So right. When, I got you. Okay, so I think we, we've got some real clarity here going. And I, I just wanted to mention that, uh, you know, uh, going on a plant-based whole foods diet to balance your hormones is absolutely essential here. Let, let me uh, just get a few last words here with uh, uh, Dr. Neil Barnard. Here we go. And the people have wonderful, yeah. <laughs> wonderful euphemisms <laughs> yeah. for all this. There's something wrong with my nature. Um, and the doctor has to, the doctor can give out a Viagra prescription, but that is a complete mistake if the doctor doesn't also give him a description of what's going on in his body, which is that atherosclerosis affects all the all the major arteries of the body, and the arteries that go to a man's private parts just happen to be smaller, mm -hmm. narrower than the ones that go to the, the coronary arteries that go to the heart muscle or the carotids that go to the brain, so people will correctly describe erectile dysfunction as the canary in the coal mine. It's a sign that something is wrong. And so if a man has, a man in mid-50s, starts developing erectile dysfunction, this is not performance anxiety. Um, and it's probably not a hormonal issue. It's probably the beginnings of atherosclerosis mm -hmm. um, in that area. And it means he's got it in his heart too, and he's got it in his carotids going to his brain. Mm -hmm. And so that is a man who needs to read Caldwell Esselstyn's book or Dean right. Ornish's book and, and reverse that. And in our research studies where we put people on vegan diets for diabetes or whatever, the men start raising their flags um, at home. 
Um, <laughs> but, uh, Hopefully the, not out in public. Oh, yes. The, the point. The point being that when you um, reverse yeah. reverse arterial disease, um, erectile dysfunction gets better too. One Okay, so he made a great point that most atherosclerosis in men past age of 50 is not anxiety performance. It's they have clogged arteries to the very small blood vessel leading to the male organ. Read my book, Blood Doesn't Lie. It goes into very clear detail. And also there are certain uh, nitric oxide factors, certain things that stimulate um, the production and the ability to uh, 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 achieve an erection and uh, maintain an erection since we're right on the weekend of valentine's day <laughs> I, I wanted to kind of transition into something that i i think is 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 very very um germane to to this conversation and that is that um uh, when we talk about clogged arteries uh, leading to the male organ uh who better than to jeffrey life to hear what he has to say about you know the incidence of cardiovascular disease and how it's kind of a forerunning uh, forerunner and we we should do what's called carotid artery studies here i'm, I'm uh, working to locate that segment here i didn't find it in the clips but um here uh i think it's near the end here carotid here no um okay but uh there's just reinforcement about um clogged arteries, cardiovascular disease. Okay, here we go. So I can maybe bring this up. Okay. Okay, here we go. Your morning wake up, does it vary a little bit? But you're kind of like a systemized guy. I get that sense about you. What do you do? Um, I, I want to get 150 to 200 minutes of cardio in a week. That's absolutely cr crucial. And so that's uh, 30, uh, 45 minutes on my bike four or five times a week. At what my pace exercise. is the bike? Are you monitoring it's, your heart rate? It, yeah, I monitor my heart rate. And I, uh, I want to get my heart rate up to about 90 to 95% of my max. Wow. For your age, what's the max? About 170? Uh, no, it's not no. that high. One, 160. So 220 minus, uh, yeah. minus my age of 80. What is that? Let's see. You're probably around 145, 150, I yeah, might guess, I would be. It would be like 90, 95 yeah, percent. If I get up to 140, that's pretty, yeah. Uh, that's, I think that that's, that's. No, that's, yeah. So I, I like to get in the 130s. Okay. So I do an, um, a heels program on my exercise bike. Great. And I watch the episodes of season one. I couldn't <laughs> wait. So that was 50 minutes. Uh, 90. They, they got to follow heart rate when they do exercise. Yep, that's crucial. And and then I do resistance training. I okay. have my own gym. I have a... Uh, Free weights, machines, both? Both, both. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, I train with my son, who's a physician. And he What's has his name? Dave. Dave Life in Wonderful. West Virginia. That's awesome. And that's awesome. Uh, we work out together, and that's... Uh, that's fantastic you know yeah the bonding there yeah. right i used to work out with my dad when i was 12 years old he gave me a set of dumbbells yeah you know i love the whole idea of health and fitness and well-being and anti-aging and you know being close and bonding uh with significant other or you know just having friends because you know when we talk about uh health and lifestyle medicine one of the things that we know uh helps us to live longer is to have community and it's brought up uh, clearly in the blue zones and, and some of the other studies in, in that relationship. Uh, and the question comes up, you, you know, what is my opinion about fasting? And uh, I, I would say that the window, I, the part I agree with Walter Longo is to eat from starting at 8 o'clock in the morning and ending at 8 o'clock at night. If you're going to eat past that window of, of that 12 hours, then it needs to be something very light, like fruit or vegetables or soups or salads. You really should not be having heavy meals at bedtime. Um, but I think a good common rule is um, to eat like a king for breakfast, um, eat um, reasonably significant amounts uh, around the lunchtime, and then eat like a pauper, uh, much, much smaller amounts uh, at... at uh, towards uh, 8 p.m. or so and, and not much later than that. Um, 
I, I did want to share one thing here. Uh, let's see, is it still here? I was going to find it for you. Maybe it's right here. Yeah. Uh, th there's a high-intensity type of training that's essential to build muscle and lean, lean body mass. So when, when you're uh, doing this kind of training, you know, what are you doing to, to, to make that work for you here? I, I'll just show you a short clip here if I can get it to pull up. Oh, let's see. Here we go. <clears throat> and then immediately, we're going to have you turn around on the bench. I'm breathing heavy there. And you're going to hold your hands up here, and I'm going to pull your legs out, and you're going to blast up, <laughs> and uh, you're going to fight me as I pull your legs out. Okay. That's going to hit the lower abs. And we're going to start with the, the, the frontal abs. Okay. Okay? You ready? I don't even think... <laughs> oh, you're going to help me. You got it. Pushing you down. <laughs> Explode up. Fight me down. Explode up. Fight me down. <sighs> Come on. You got more in you. Come on. Fight me down. Okay, turn around quickly. Lock your arms in there. You got three seconds. One, two, three. Turn around. Turn around. Lay on your back. Reach your arms over to grab the bar. Scoot down so you don't hit your head. Okay, right here. Grab my legs. Pull me down. Don't just throw them at the bottom. Pull harder. Pull me down harder. One more. Now turn around. Help me on this. Push me down and help me up. Push me down. Push me down. That's good. Good job. Good job. Yay. Let's get a little energy going here. Okay. Now we're on to the final. All right. So I was demonstrating just one segment. It takes me 24 minutes, less than 20 minutes, to do a full body training uh, when I'm using uh, the the uh, type of training that Wait. I do. It's, it's uh, really builds muscle rapidly. It's great to prevent sarcopenia or muscle loss as we age, uh, particularly when you optimize your hormone levels. And in regards to fasting, I think fasting is fine for people who overeat, overindulge in animal product and meat, cheese, eggs, and dairy product. They need to fast because uh, their blood is just so messed up. Uh, I, I'll tell you that if you go plant-based and you just bring your calories down, uh, keeping them within that window, blood doesn't lie and your blood's going to look really clean, uh, almost all the time and you'll get all the benefits uh i i, I did want to mention uh because this is valentine's week uh the importance of our sponsor and the work that they're doing to provide incredible products and the one product i wanted to highlight today uh for uh doc nutrients is uh grow muscle burn fat this this is a rather amazing product here, I'm, I'm going to just bring that up on the screen. I think I can bring that up right here. Grow Muscle Burn Fat, an incredible product that increases your uh, lean muscle mass. It helps to uh, restore uh, the reduction in, in toxins because of the niacin. And the amino acids builds muscle. But most importantly, the organic beets uh, stimulates the release of the high levels of nitric oxide. So uh, check out the formula. It's an amazing, it's the best product on the market. This is available through docnutrients.com. Just go to the website, check it out, grow muscle, burn fat. On Valentine's weekend here, that would be one of the go-to products to improve circulation, be a better lover. And also uh, the product we call Testrogenin to, as Dr. Uh, 
Dr. Life was talking about. Uh, we have the EstroBlock product and the Testrogenin product. Uh, both are going to increase testosterone and clear what's called harmful uh, estrogens. Here, let me just uh, bring that uh, over here. And um, yeah, so it's been a pleasure sharing with you uh, the information. This is Dr. Nick. Be well, be strong. Check it out on Spotify, Beyond Human, also on iTunes. Uh, please drop us a review. Please share. And um, it's really been a pleasure tonight <laughs> as I got a rather intense uh, workout. And uh, don't forget, we do have our incredible coaching program that we've opened up enrollment where we're accepting uh, individuals into our coaching program. So check out, uh, apply for the coaching at nickdelgado.com. That's uh, nickdelgado.com. Please check that out. Uh, again, it's been outstanding fun. <laughs> Thank you for staying with me. And uh, I think I answered all the questions. Let me just uh, check one last thing. Any last questions from anyone before I sign off? Well, you're welcome. <laughs> Uh, during the show, you've had two apples and a banana. That's that's cool. Uh, uh, you work a night shift, but I uh, night you work a night shift, but I do eat during the day with my family uh, uh, for some fun fun time. Yeah, yeah, it's tough when you're working a night shift, but I guess you got to watch my show tonight too, right? Okay, everyone, thanks. Bye bye. That was an amazing show. And now I want to put it all together for you. How do you locate these incredible natural herbs, organic, the best, designed to help you to improve your hormonal balance, give you energy, help you to look and feel great? DocNutrients.com. This is our sponsor. There is a special quiz. Please take the immune system quiz, and it's going to give you some incredible feedback and ideas about how to strengthen your immune system during these troubling times. Be well. It's 2021 and we're here to support you. <music>